Welcome back to our Recording Grows Lucy Goes. Today we're here with Austin Wadrip at the Wadrip Dairy Farm in LaGrange, Georgia. Good afternoon, Austin. Good afternoon. So, you are a first generation dairy farmer. How did you get to this point? I am first generation. How did I get to this point? To make a long story short, I started working here when I was about 14, 15 years old at this same farm. Moved off to go to college for a year, got a job at another dairy, and stayed in touch with the previous owner. And he was getting ready to go out, so I took a leap of faith, contacted FSA, which is Farm Service Agency. Started talking about them and to get a, a young farmer, beginning farmer loan, and, and started the process and to get a young farmer loan. And, and we went forward and I purchased the cows and I leased the farm from the family. And eight years later, we're somewhat going on striving. <laughs> That's very cool. Can you walk us through a day in your life as a dairy farmer? Yes. A typical day for me starts at 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning which is early. Some people, most people are still in bed at that time. And that's seven days a week. So we get up, we set up the milking parlor and we go get, we start our first milking. We're, we try to start milking before five, around 5.30 in the mornings. And that takes us about two, the whole milking process from start to finish takes us two, two and a half hours. And when we, once we get that finished, we'll move on to checking dry cows, which a dry cow is a cow that's not in milk. She's waiting to have her calf. Then we'll feed, feed them, check them, then we'll move on to feeding heifers and feeding calves. Then certain times of year it varies. In the summertime we're doing a lot of hay to prepare for our winter feed and storing it up. So in the summertime we spend a lot of our day in between milkings in the hay fields. In the fall, around October, November, we're preparing our ground, we're plant, putting winter grazing seeds in. So it just depends on the year, but twice a day, every day, we're gonna be we're milking cows, seven days a week, 365 days a year. So how many cows do you have? Right now we got a total of 100 milking cows that are being milked twice a day. And we have 35 dry cows, so that's 135. And with young stock, which are cows, 18 months and less, we have about 30 of those. So let's, I might have to cut this. <laughs> I did not like this. I did not. Did you do the math beforehand? Yes. That's, that's, a, that's a complete answer, though. Yeah, I can pause it. So, how many cows do you have? We have 100 milking cows right now, a total of 35 dry cows, and about 40 young stock head. And that varies from ages three days old to 18 months old. So, how is it like having a wife as an ag teacher? It's good. It's we have our balance. There's some days where I don't see her till late in the evenings, and there's some days where she's working late. So it's, it's a balanced relationship. It works very good. And it's we're really involved in the community a lot. I love seeing more young kids get involved in the ag industry because it's a dying industry in this community. And I, and I think being a part of her advisor committee, I can take what I know and what I learned in FFA and take it back to the kids. So you have a son. Do you feel when you are not able to do this business anymore, he will take over it? That's a tough question to answer. TJ's two years old. He's the light of our eyes. The way the dairy business has been, 
in the last eight years, it has changed more in the last two years than it has 45 years. And that's a quote from a good friend of mine in Hogansville. So I'm not going to force him to milk cows and be in the dairy because I don't know if we're going to be milking cows and in the dairy industry. But if we still are, I'm not going to force him. But if he's okay going broke milking cows and loves it, I'll do everything I can to support him. But I'm not going to tie him down to milk cows. I want him to go out, go to college, see what else is out there, other involvement in agriculture, because there's more to farming than just milking cows. I much rather see him go get a herd of beef cows. We go into beef business and hay operation. Wow. So do you like to milk the cows with your hands or the machines? We only milk them with hands if we have to, if they get down and get sick. We have an automated system that we have. Everything is improving in technology. and We have not the most updated system in milking, but we have a pretty very modern system where well, all we have to do is prep the cow, which is clean udder, and attach the milking unit. And we have what you call an automatic cluster remover. So it has an infrared light that the milk passes through, and when it senses no more milk flow, it removes the milking machine from the cow. That's where each cow is getting milk the same way twice a day, every day, no matter if I'm milking it or farmhands milking it. And that's one thing we have improved on in the cows. It's not so much changing a cow. And if you, cows, dairy cows, do not like changing. They like to stay on the schedule. So that's one reason we've swapped to the modern technology instead of us taking the milk machine off ourselves. But we know that the automatic takeoff is going to get removed at the right time, twice a day, every day. So no, I do not like milking my hand unless I have so what does happen if your cow gets sick and you have to give it medicine? That's a good question because people think there's a lot of rumors going that a milk is full of antibiotics, which is 100% false. It's just like we have to give cows antibiotics when they get sick, just like when, us, when humans get sick, we have to go to a doctor get antibiotics too. But the thing with cows is they can't say, Hey Austin, I'm sick today, I need a shot. It's my job to say, okay, that cow's off feed, she's off milk production. She doesn't look, she's not right. So we look for signs in a cow, off feed, milk production. And one of the biggest things is just droopy ears. Her head will be down and her ears will be droopy. So what we do, we get, I will examine that cow, pull her up on her, management system on the computer and say, okay, she can't this day, what could be going on? Then I have to do further investigation. So say she's, just say she's do a common one for, just say she's got mastitis, which is one of the most, number one sickness in the dairy industry. So I would treat her for mastitis and she would get milked. She would go into the hospital herd, which is milked, totally different group of cows than the regular milking cows. She would still get milk twice a day, but just at the very end of each shift. 
we will pull the pipe out of the milk tank where if where no milk can go in the bulk tank. And milk is tested three times before it goes to the grocery store. What do you want Troop County to know about the dairy industry? I think Troop County needs to know that about the dairy industry that we are one how much money it brings into. There's three dairies in Troop County that provide milk for Troop County school system. We're all on the same milk co-op and we all ship with Dairy Farms of America that produce, provide milk for Mayfield, which is in the school system. And see how much money that provides for the county and that they're using us, but they don't realize that we're here. We never get phone calls that, hey, we're gonna have this politician here or this center here for us. They just up forget about us and realize that we're small family dairy farms are still here. We're struggling. We may not make it six months, six years, and that we need all the support we can get and that dairy farmers are not bad people. We're normal people that just work seven days a week, 365 days a year, but we're providing a wholesome nutritious product for our consumer. Well, thank you for being on my series, Wherever Corn Grows, Lucy Goes. Next week, we will be interviewing the Long County President, Bill Roper. So keep growing, and Lucy will keep going. Thank you. Today, we're here with the wonderful Bill Roper, my personal friend, and our chapter president here at Long Cane Middle School. Good afternoon, Bill. Good afternoon, Lucy. So are you ready to answer a few questions about agriculture? Yes, ma'am, I am. All right, so you're our president in our chapter. How did you get to this point? So me and my best friend, Madison Monkus, needed a club to go to after school. So Miss Callaway put us in this random club called FFA. We went to the meeting for it, and that's when a spark hit for both of us. I was reporter my seventh grade year, and now I'm president my eighth grade year. So does your family have a history in agriculture? And if they do, what do they have? Yes, my family has a little bit of history. Um, my dad is a part of the NWTF Turkey Committee, and my mom and dad are both beekeepers. So is this your SAE project? If not, what is your SAE project? That, was, that is not my SAE project. I do not like bees at all. But my SAE project is called While You're Away Pet Care. While You're Away Pet Care has been my business since I was 10, and it's where I go to other people's houses and take care of their animals while they're gone. That's really cool. So what are your CDEs and LDEs that you do? The CDs and LDs that I do are forestry, conduct of chapter meetings, and floral design. What is your favorite CDE and LDE? My favorite CDE or LDE is uh, floral design. Wow, mine personally is conduct of chapter meeting. Okay. Okay, so do you want to be something when you get older that involves agriculture? And if you do, how do you think FFA has prepared you for this? So I would love to be an agriculture teacher and I feel like FFA has prepared me this by being respectful to others and leadership. Also, just um, making meeting new FFA members and teaching them about FFA. That is very cool. So, this is the end of our podcast. Well, my podcast, wherever Corn Grows, Lucy goes. Thank you for listening. Next week, we will be interviewing teachers that are from area officers and they teach area officers and leadership. All right, this is the end of our episode. Thank you for listening. Next week we'll be 
interviewing teachers that are teaching area officers and teaching agriculture. So stay tuned. Come back next week and listen out for us. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.